It wasn't his fault. Sexual assault in Jamie's ass. Oh my. I know you can do better. Jesus H. Roosevelt Christ. I'm at a slaughter a cholub. That means many rods in rear. It's Outlander season one. Welcome, you lads and lasses, to the center cut. I'm Davy Brock. And I be Michael. And today we're going to be talking about Outlander. Your Scottish accent is way better than mine. Mine is cross between Scottish and Irish. I know they're different, but I can never do them different. Anyway, before we go any further, I just want to warn you, there will be explicit talk involving sexual assault. Bad, bad graphic rape. So if that's something that you can't listen to, feel free to exit stage left. We will not be offended. I mean, shit, if I could just not watch it again, I would probably choose that. But Reddit user The Parks Are Wives supplied us with a good list of trigger warnings if you still want to watch the show without the hard stuff. We'll put that in the show notes. So you should still watch Outlander. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you're a first timer coming today, thanks for joining. We have a deep back catalog, so don't be scared. Check something out. And I also want to just upfront apologize in advance for me and who I am as a person. That's good. I'm glad you did that. (laughs) It's very necessary. You're very welcome for me. So, David, today we watched the first episode and the last episode of Outlander Season 1. We're going to recap them, and then we have the most questions we've ever had to answer about anything ever. So very many questions. Buckle up. It's going to be a ride. Let's get into it. First and foremost, Outlander is a historical drama series based on the Outlander novel series written by Diana Gabaldon. It premiered back in August of 2014 and was developed into a TV show by Ronald Moore. It stars Katrina Balfe, Sam Hewen, and the dick of Tobias Menzies. And generally, it has been pretty well received. It has had a number of nominations for the Golden Globes as well as the Emmys. It has a pretty high rating. I think it was 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. So people are, are digging it. People are definitely digging it. Now, before we dive into the recaps, I did just want to mention that this was suggested by friend of the show, Jessica, and it's proof that we really do honor your suggestions. So send them our way. We will cover what you want. I promise. Thank you for making us watch Man Rape. Yes. Thank you, Jessica. Jessica is my forever frenemy. I officiated her wedding, which, hey, hire me. I will officiate your wedding. But more importantly, her hatred for me started in fifth grade. We had an assignment in school where we had to drop an egg out of a second story window without it breaking, and she thinks that I cheated. Dave, do you know what a sock bopper is? Yeah, absolutely. You do? Okay, cool. It's an inflatable fist covering, basically. Duh. Well, not yeah. everyone might know. It's something that you could use to beat your sibling. Sock and boppers, sock and boppers, more fun than a pillow fight. Is that really the, is that the song? Pretty confident that's the song. You know more about them than, than I was accounting for, which I'm, I'm very happy about. At any rate, I put my egg in a sock and bopper, and apparently that is not fair. Sorry, queen of the universe. I made my egg not break. That's it. Were there other rules around using outside products? Like, could you just wrap your egg in a pillow? The only rule was 
you you have to be able to put your egg in like that day. You can't already come with your egg inside a thing. Right. So you had to put it in the thing that day and then drop it from the second story window. Sock and bopper is a solid idea. It's fair. It worked. I'll give you credit on that. I feel like I am just an innocent bystander in her <laughs> hatred for you and making us watch the last episode of this season. You are. You are. I'm and sorry. I'm sad about it, Jessica. <laughs> How could you? But we have a lot to cover, so let's dive the hell right in. Yeah. Are you ready, David? You ready for this? Oh, I am ready to put it right in. Oh, boy. So the first episode is titled Sassanak. We open with a monologue from Claire, who really just wants to buy a vase. And I'm already out. Wants that vase. It's vase. Thank you. You overcultured multi-era hoe. I mean, she's just British. (laughs) Already hating on other nations. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Right out the gate. Yep. So through a flashback, we learned that Claire was a combat nurse, I think for either Great Britain or France during World War II. And she did some bloody work with knee cartilage. Mm, Gross. Very gross. One of the many gross things that we will see today. Mm -hmm. The war is over. It's 1945. And in comes our intro. And it's clear from the interspersed clips that we're going to see a lot of Scots, deer, and definitely some fucking. Pretty good combo, if I do say so myself. I didn't enjoy the intro. How come? I don't know. It felt felt very generic to me. It's just like, here's 20 images or very short clips that mean literally nothing to you with some bagpipes behind it. Maybe they would mean something to us if we had watched the whole season. I guess maybe it would have meant something to someone if they had read the books. Perhaps. But I just didn't like it. Okay. So Claire is in Scotland with her husband, Frank. They're having a second. A second. They're having a second honeymoon. (laughs) They have that too. They are having a sucking, yes. They're having a second honeymoon since they were apart for the last five years due to the war. They go to check into a hotel, motel, Scottish Holiday Inn, and we already know some freaky shit will go down because there's lamb blood over the doors like we're in the 10th Egyptian plague. And P.S., I just I don't want people to think I like or care about the Bible. I don't. Uh, I just know a lot of stuff. I'm going to be on Jeopardy someday. Mark my words. Man, you are uh, really coming out the gate, hating on the Scots, hating on the Bible. Let's do it. Crushing it. Now, it's important to note that it's Samhain, which is basically Gaelic Halloween. The hotel lady tells us there will be ghosts aboot. Claire and Frank get to their room. It dawned on me at this point that Frank is Edmer Tully from Game of Thrones. Interesting. So Claire pseudo flirts with Frank. They jump up and down on the creaky bed which makes the hostess downstairs thinks he's putting his Frank in her Claire. Yeah, but she looks up at it like angrily, like they shouldn't be having that rough of sex. She has to know, like the she already knows that the bed makes noise. So she, this can't be the first time she's encountered this. Oh, yeah, 100%. You own a bed and breakfast, you know when it's going down. Mm-hmm. So Frank talks about drawing Claire's hand all the time. And then it's implied by the bed creaks from below that this time he really checks into her hotel. Mm-hmm. And this time, the lady in the lobby just kind of looks up, smiles, and nods. <laughs> they fucked the first time. No fucking thank you. You, you I don't like time, that hard fucking. <laughs> but this time, sometimes you gotta fuck her hard. Oh, there's a Tenacious D reference for you. So Frank and Claire drive through the scenic Scottish Highlands. He points out the Cock Rock, which is a cool-looking rock formation that vaguely looks like a rooster tail that comes into play <laughs> later. And we learned that Claire's parents died when she was young, and she was raised by her archaeologist uncle, which is a way to help explain some of the skills she has. She's essentially the Tomb Raider if Laura Croft was docile and liked flowers. Frank found the remnants of a castle that 
supposedly belonged to his ancestors and they explore it. And you can tell this is 1945 and late stage capitalism has yet to run its course. There's no way that this castle would just be free to roam about without having to buy two expensive tickets. Yeah, that was crazy to me that they're just like chilling in these castles. Yeah. If this was any later than 1945, you'd have to be eating a prepackaged salad in a added on food court. This next part gives me the heebie-jeebies. David, you know me. I'm all for eating pussy. Yep, I know that. I do know that. But on a 1700s workbench in an overgrown fortress cellar, hard pass. Hard pass. A, chin splinters. B, the grime. C, it probably smells mustier than a mummy's grundle in that basement. Even if minuscule, the tiny chance that your tongue could touch that table, there's no way in hell you would have done that. Death. Never in a million years. Death. I'd be like, Claire, can't we just pack up this harness and do this back in our loud bed? Claire was going commando, though, which I'll give her props for. She was definitely going commando. So back home, Frank has found some info on his ancient ancestor, Jonathan Wolverton Randall, or Blackjack. He was a British captain in the mid-1700s, and we will definitely see more of him later. Oh, all of him later. <laughs> yes, all of him. We learned that the title of the episode means both Englishman and, at worst, Outlander. So Sassanok is Outlander. Or to quote Jack's horrible tattoo in Lost, he walks among us, but he is not one of us. I love Lost. You're the worst. The maid lady, Mrs. Graham, we learn later, reads Claire's tea leaves and her palms. My only experience with having my fortune read is my grandmother used to tell my fortune with cards, like playing cards. And my only memory of it... Just like regular playing cards? Like, ooh, eight of diamonds. Regular playing card. (laughs) Nice. It was the mid-90s, and Cartoon Network used to have this block late at night of 70s cartoons. And I had her predict whether or not the show I wanted to watch, Wacky Races, would air. I was a very dorky 10-year-old. You're the worst. (laughs) Again. Again, the worst. So everything that Claire's tea and palm say is contradictory and perfectly describes the wild journey she's about to embark on. Mm. Also, her palm says that she likes the D, like a lot. Yeah. And people are going to keep coming back for her V. Yep. Very true. Later that night, Claire is brushing her hair by the window and Frank's outside and sees a man watching her from below. Frank goes to him and the man brushes by him, disappears, and the electricity flickers. I think that was lightning, but fine. Well, whatever. But the electricity's out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, whatever. Regardless, it was a it was a ghost or a soul. It was for sure a ghost. Now, I didn't know it the first time, but based on the finale and the ghost pervert's hair, I think that this was Jamie. Agreed. More on him later. All of him later. <laughs> All of him later. <laughs> All of him later. Frank asks if Claire hooked up with any of her patients during the war, and then they get fully naked and fa uh 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 uck. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed we didn't see another shot of the lady underneath just like nodding and smiling. It's softcore porn, basically. And yeah, I enjoy pornography just as much as the next guy, but <laughs> sex in TV and movies, it makes me uncomfortable. I gotta be honest. Really? I don't want I don't want to mix my media. Like when I watch porn, I'm on a singular mission to make my loins explode. And when I watch TV and movies, my mind is in a different place. It's not on Planet Boner. It's in like a whole different universe. One time I watched an episode of Game of Thrones with Emily's grandmother, and it did not go well. <laughs> I wanted to die. Was her grandmother's head in your lap? Because that would be even worse. No, I don't know <laughs> in what world it's <laughs> What a weird question. What a weird, weird question for you to ask. <laughs> I don't appreciate even the insinuation of that question. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. No, we each just took a corner of the living room and did what we needed to do. Uh, yeah, but 
this episode, we get the female nudity here, and then the finale has all the man stuff. So before dawn, Claire and Frank go to the Crane Dune, which is a Scottish Stonehenge, basically, to watch some druids perform a weird-ass dance ritual. Mm-hmm. These witches slash druids careen around the stones to Enya, holding lanterns that look like cheap Ikea lights all night long. Yeah. I don't think so. I think they got up at like 6 a.m. and it was like an hour before the sun rose, but fine. Still a long time to dance. Yep. And the sun comes up and the druids all leave. Now, question. Knowing now mm-hmm. that this ritual somehow leads to Claire fulfilling what was on her palms and in her mug, and Mrs. Graham, the maid lady from earlier, was one of the druids, do you think that she like plotted the ritual to make New. it work the way that it did, like she was the conduit to ensure the prophecy came true. Hmm. That's an interesting idea. I hadn't really thought about it. Like she saw Claire, saw all the cards, and she's like, "Oh, this is the one. She's, she's like, the oh, one yep. that's going the best." So then she went yep. and did that dance. And she's. Hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not. That's I mean, interesting. Just, that's an interesting idea. But coincidences. I don't know. Hmm. Why was it just randomly magic for her? I don't know. So that's my thought. After this whole thing they watched. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. Cool. So Claire finds what she thinks to be forget-me-nots by the center stone. But before she can inspect further, one of the girls comes back and then Frank and Claire leave. Back home, Run Rabbit Run plays, which I looked up and it was a popular song after World War II because people changed the lyrics to Run Adolf Run which I just thought was interesting. I just wanted to mention it. That is interesting. Claire and Frank kiss for what amounts to be the final time. And I don't know if it was intentional, but the camera picked up a bunch of dust floating through the air in this shot. And I can't help but find it fitting since she'll now just be history to Frank. Claire goes back to the Claire and Dune for the forget-me-nots. Also fitting, she touches the center stone, which is loud as fuck, almost like a massive drain sucking down water. And then she compares her experience to a car crash. She wakes up on the ground by the stones, and I appreciate the vibrance of this period compared to the 40s, even though this is, quote unquote, darker, like chronologically. I think this is meant to show where Claire really lives, like not just survives, but lives. She enjoys it here eventually. Interesting. It's just brighter. Mm. I think it's interesting that that something 250 years or 200 years earlier would be brighter than present. Like she's more alive then than she is in Mm -hmm. present time or 1945. Yeah. That's interesting. As she searches for her car or anything, she hears a loud gunshot and suddenly redcoat British straight up try to Crispus addicts her. As she tries to make sense of what's transpired, some real Scottish tunes with a Z start up and she makes her way through the woods as the British follow, shooting at her a few times with their muskets. Now, we hear three to four shots, so she's probably safe for another 45 minutes before they can reload. And she stumbles upon a man down by the river who looks like Frank. If Frank listened to the Grateful Dead and didn't wash properly. Mm -hmm. Turns out it's Jonathan Randall, good old blackjack. And we're now in the mid 1700s. Uh oh. Dun, dun, dun. Dave, how do you feel about the choice to have him played by the same actor? It's interesting. I would agree. I I think that they really want to. And it could be tied to the books. But I felt like they like really wanted to sell immediately that you knew that this dude was the descendant or or the like great great grandfather or whatever to to Frank. But I feel like they could have also gotten away with that by him just saying his name and looking similar. I don't know that they needed to have the same actor, but I guess you can only get so many guys to whip their dick out. So <laughs> it's true. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think it works in the immediacy to have Claire be confused. Like, hey, are you Frank? But 
it just doesn't make logical sense that an ancestor five to seven generations removed would look identical. identical. Like, there's no way that my great, 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 great grandfather would have a bod like this. Because you wouldn't exist. More on that later. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> so Claire spits in Blackjack's face. He's about to, now this is the first of many trigger warnings, rape her against a rock wall. And a dirty Scott rescues her, but then knocks her out with the butt of his sword. She comes to at a cottage full of many more dirty Scots. And I got to tell you, Dave, like this is only giving credence to why I would rather be dead than live pre-1900s. It's so dirty. It's very dirty. Very dirty. But if you just grew up, like if you just knew like that is what you know, I don't know that you would think that it's that dirty. Mm, I don't know. We'll talk about that in our center chat. More on that later. Fine. Maybe we will. They call her a whore. Whore. Which sounds funny. And Claire goes by her maiden name, Beechamp, because she still thinks there could be a Frank to protect. One of the dudes has a dislocated shoulder, and I was actually impressed by how real it looked. Despite my great bedside manner, I am not a doctor. And Claire stops them from breaking this dude's arm. His name is Jamie, and it's not the last body part of his that we see get destroyed. Mm, many body parts that get destroyed. Many body parts and orifices. Mm -hmm. Claire tells these goons she's a nurse and... In those times, that means she fed babies, question mark. Apparently. The clan is leaving. Claire sees the big city Inverness from afar, which has no electricity. And now she realizes she is really in the past, much to her dismay. I was surprised that she didn't put that together as soon as she met Jonathan. But I guess that could just be a coincidence, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I would think that she would have immediately put that together. Well, I mean, I think... I think it was in her head, but she didn't want to believe it. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, the crew head off by horse in the rain, but Jamie makes sure Claire is warm by sharing his plaid. They come upon the cock rock from the beginning of the episode, and she uses Frank's relayed history knowledge to warn them of possible ambush. Jamie knocks Claire off the horse to protect her, and as the Scots fight off the Brits, Claire tries to escape. A bloodied up Jamie finds her and forces her to come back with him, and he looks more attractive with blood on his face. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> He does. I'm just being honest. Now, this scene's got the lady porn superfecta. It's a period piece. There's an accent. It's a troubled but attractive man and a horse. My vagina quivers at the thought. <laughs> Seriously. A horse. Uh, <laughs> bitches love horses. They do love horses. Crew rides on through nightfall, but Jamie falls off his horse because he had been shot in the earlier altercation. And there's a pseudo comedic scene where Claire asks for things like iodine and a bandage, which obviously it's the 1700s in the forest, LOLs. <laughs> Jamie and Claire bond, and he mentions how nobody would want to be Blackjack's prisoner. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Real hard foreshadowing. But next, the crew arrives at Castle Leoc, the ruins Frank ate Claire's British biscuit at years later. And that's the first episode. Wow. What an episode. A lot. There was a lot, but not nearly as much as we're about to talk about <laughs> in the last episode. Not content, just heavy material. So the 16th episode, which I was surprised in the number of episodes in a season for this show, actually. That's 16 hours of content per season. That's a lot of show. Nowadays, I mean, if you're talking like 80s and 90s, there would be like 24 to 26 episodes a season. Nowadays, it's like 10 to 12. So this, it, it is a lot. Yeah. This episode is titled To Ransom a Man's Soul. Oh, boy. Very fitting. We open up in a fortress or castle. The British are in celebrating King George. Just there's there's a drum line and they're just having a grand old time. And there's a Bible, mala beads, a salt shaker full of water and forget-me-nots, and an ancient shake weight. 
It's like a list of items Keenan would ask Kel to bring at the beginning of Keenan and Kel. Ah, oh, here goes. <laughs> what a Keenan and Kel reference. <laughs> Orange soda. So we cut from the top of the castle where everyone is is having a grand old time to into the dungeon where Jamie lies naked and then, oops, surprise, Jonathan Randall pokes up from behind him. He's also laying naked with him in the bed. Jamie is not looking good at this point. He's been beaten to to smithereens. And then next we see a man dick. It's Randall's. Oh, boy. Now, go check out our Perry Mason episode if you want to hear about why I could never do a nude scene. But homeboy Jamie out here looking like a glazed ham with his back notches. (laughs) So Randall is working on getting dressed and Jamie says that he owes him a debt. Jonathan Randall grabs his knife and starts to make his way over to Jamie. It seems like it was to kill him, uh, to put him out of his misery, but gets distracted by a noise and heads out of the cell to see if he can figure out what that noise is. Randall is now walking down the halls of this dungeon and finally finds the source of the noise. It is behind a door. He pops open the door and it is a stampede of cows <laughs> that trample the door down and just kind of trample over him as they run through the hallway. Dave, do you think the cows were like, move, bitch, get out the way? Yep, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> that joke was ludicrous. <laughs> God. So behind the cows, we see Jamie's clansmen who are apparently coming to break him out. They arrive in his cell and get him out of there before the British boys are all able to find them. And they throw him in the back of a trailer and make their make their way down a path towards Claire. She immediately jumps into the back of the trailer to check if Jamie is doing okay. He's pretty beat up, uh, not doing well. But when she leans in to try and take care of him a little bit, he immediately starts to envision Randall's face instead of Claire's, like he is mistaking the two of them, and freaks out, grabs her by the throat, and one of his clansmen have to help him not kill her. Dave, think of how horrible life would be if you pictured my face every time you kissed Emily. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I would want to kill myself, too. Claire is, is tending to his wounds here, and they take off in the carriage down the path and they end up at a monastery all this time jamie tends to have a lot of flashbacks so we're at the monastery for pretty much the rest of this episode but jamie has a number of flashbacks instead of saying trigger warning every time i'm just gonna say that every time we talk about a flashback it's bad news it's gonna be dark yeah again we said at the top if you don't want to hear about sexual assault please exit now there will be candid talk about graphic sexual assault Mm Hmm. So they bring Jamie into a bed, and he's just a terrible patient, being an asshole, uh, not being very nice at all. But he's been through a lot, I suppose, so fine. Do you blame the guy? Like, he's being force-fed 1700 slop by a dude missing the top of his hair after he was anally brutalized in a dingy dudgeon? I wouldn't be eating for weeks. Why did these, like, monk priests always do that? The whole shaves top of their head and the growing, the hair growing out the sides? <laughs> it looks so stupid. I looked it up. I was like, why is this a thing? Mm-hmm. It's basically to show, like, I mean nothing. I'm all for Jesus. I will look stupid in the name of Jesus. But, like, dude, just cut your whole hair off. It's okay to be bald. Yeah. Why just, the, it's so dumb. It's so bad looking. So was the idea just, like, I'm going to do my best to look like shit so that no one wants to fuck me. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Interesting. Yep, it works. So we finally get our first flashback. I say finally, meaning that I didn't want to watch this at all. <laughs> 
So Jamie's hand is nailed to the table, similar to how Jesus's hand was nailed to the cross. And him and Randall, who is down there with him now, are chatting about Claire a little. Apparently, she has left the fortress. We come to kind of find out that I think Jamie kind of traded himself for her so she could be released. Randall says, let's make you more comfortable and removes the nail from Jamie's hand. It is not pleasant to watch. Nope. He then tries to kiss Jamie a few times. It's not even just a kiss. It's like a sensual, like, this is the beginning of a porn kiss. Yeah, he says, like, my God, what a specimen or some bullshit like that. Gross. And then he tries to kiss Jamie with a weird beginning of a porn kiss. And Jamie is not into it, not returning the favor. So Randall just decides to rape him. Just bends him over the table and goes to town. Before that, obviously, yes, the... The the actual sex is horrendous. The part where he forces his legs open and says, don't play the worm with me. It is the worst. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. It makes my insides shiver. People who sexually assault others are scum. I can't imagine someone fondling my penis and saying, don't play the worm with me. It's so horrible. It's so horrible. Bad. Very bad. But here's the good news. That flashback is over now. Thank God. We've gotten through it. So now we're back at the monastery Claire is going to have to do surgery on Jamie's hand to get everything back to where it is. It's so gross that I would honestly (laughs) rather reverse and watch the rape again. It's bad. It's pretty bad. I can't handle this. I I, five minutes ago, I watched a man get raped and I'm like, well, that this is shitty. And then I watched this fucking middle finger, the bone of the middle finger get wedged back into the open socket. And I was like, nope, I like can't even handle this. Yeah, this episode is a lot. Yeah, so Claire, when she's done with that, she walks out of the room and throws up, and so did I. Next, we are in the church of the monastery, where Claire is just sitting in there, and the priest comes in and asks her if she needs to talk. At this point, she just confesses everything to him, that she's from the future, that she came back in time, that she has two husbands. She just goes to town and tells him everything, and then at the end, he basically just says, wow, and then leaves. (laughs) Pretty much. I was actually, I was surprised that she told all this. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. He was just like, incredible. (laughs) I have nothing to add. Praise Jesus. (laughs) He says, he says a prayer in Latin and then leaves. We do find out at this point too, that Jamie is not eating and everyone is a little worried that he is trying to starve himself essentially to kill himself. But Claire looks at his hand and his hand is looking better. Flashback warning. So Randall at this point is continuing to try and kind of break Jamie. He's trying to get Jamie's mental state to a point where Jamie will actually be into it rather than just doing the raping. So at this point, this is where Randall is starting to like pretend that he's Claire talking about Claire a lot to make Jamie. And this is the first time that we see Jamie is starting to kind of hallucinate and confuse Claire and Randall because of the extreme pain and trauma that he's been through. At this point, Randall decides this is a good opportunity for me to have Jamie brand himself. So he goes and grabs a a brand and hands it to Jamie and says, prove to me that you're mine and makes him brand his side with a big JR. This dude touched your dick, entered your exit, whipped your back, and then essentially stamped his name on you. I can see why Jamie wants to die. Yeah. Horrible. That's horrible. That's rough. So we're back out of the flashbacks. That one wasn't so bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> all things considered. <laughs> all things considered, that one wasn't too bad. So the group is talking minus Jamie because he's in his bed being an asshole. They decide that they're going to try and get a boat to France because Claire and Jamie are just not going to survive in Scotland. Smart. At this point, one of his buddies goes in. I don't know his name, but he, he heads in there and he's like, hey, man, you need to start eating. Like Claire's really worried about you and she loves you a lot. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know. Give me your knife. I want to kill myself. So that wasn't great. Not ideal. Obviously, the friend is like, nope, not doing that and goes and tells Claire. So at this point, Claire has a, a chat with the head dude, who I also don't know the name of. And the head dude's like, well, I mean, if he's going to starve himself to death, eventually I'm going to kill him instead of watching him starve himself. And then Claire's just like, fuck this and passes out. It's a lot. After this, uh, Claire comes to and is talking with this head dude and one of the monks or whatever you want to call them. And they figure out that he kind of needs to come out of the darkness that he's in into the light. And the only way to do that is if for someone to go into the darkness with him. There was a tiny part of me that thought that that was going to mean that Claire was going to go in there and rape Jamie. <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's what I thought, too. OK, cool. That it wasn't just me. She heads in there. It's it's dark. She did a oil of lavender, which is what Randall was using to heal his wounds a little bit and get him a little loopy. So she did the same thing, and she's kind of bringing up a lot of these same emotions. He like freaks out and kind of tackles her to the ground and is like, "I don't want to hurt you. Don't make me do this." But he finally opens up a little bit at this point and finally starts kind of explaining what happened. This is where we get, I think this actually might have been my least favorite flashback. <laughs> so Yeah, this is the worst this one. This last one, it's pretty simple what happens, but essentially Randall has basically broken Jamie to the point where Jamie is just imagining that Randall is Claire. And he even keeps saying, like, I am Claire, that's my name, stuff like that, to try and just convince Jamie otherwise. So at this point, Jamie is kind of into it because he is envisioning Randall as Claire, which the last time I checked, Claire couldn't put her penis in my asshole, but fine. <laughs> I like I'm surprised that didn't break the cycle of like, hold on, this is this isn't right. You're not Claire. <laughs> fine. So he's kind of like you could tell Jamie's kind of enjoying it. It's kind of a break from the pain and he's thinking it's Claire. He's envisioning it's Claire. So I think at this point he had just fully broken Jamie and this is probably the worst for Jamie. The fir the worst part about his mental state is the fact that he had kind of given into it and almost even enjoyed it. But that is the end of the flashbacks. What a sick, sadistic motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Not only did he touch his Nessie, he fucked him. He branded him. He made him smell his greasy hair <laughs> and he made him come. Throw me in a lake. I'm cooked. I'm cooked. I don't want to live anymore. That's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah, it's really terrible. You absolutely understand at this point why Jamie is being the way he is. And especially when you think about, yeah, even if that were to happen right now, I would be just done. But never mind in the 1700s, a man had to be a man and you had to right. be like a strong. Once your manhood was gone, you were nothing. So I'd imagine this just totally broke Jamie. He was just completely done. Well, no. And, and, and like, listen, this is tough to talk about. Sexual assault in itself is horrible. But when you're also sexually assaulted by someone 
of the sex that you don't like. Mm-hmm. If I was a man and I was into woman and I was raped by a man, or if I was a man and I was into man and I was raped by a woman, the opposite sex of your normal orientation. Right. Yeah. It's like it's it's doubly worse. Never mind having a, being convinced that you like it. Right. Which will just even fuck with your mind even worse. Exactly. And having to have your abuser's name printed on your body like it's just this mm-hmm. is this is the worst that outside of death this may even be worse than death like i'd probably rather be killed i don't know how i don't know how jamie goes on yeah it does explain a lot about how why jamie is in the state that he's in but we do cut back and he has finally opened up to claire a little bit and i think this is where claire being from the 1940s has helped her a little bit in being able to get him to open up i think that it would have been harder for her if she didn't have that that kind of different mindset from the future. But he finally opens up a little bit, explains everything that's going on, and he's having a really hard time with it. And finally, when Claire says that, I can forgive anything that you do, but if you take away the love that I have for you from me, I have nothing else and I would want to die. At that point, then Jamie's like, oh, shit, I have to suck it up and like mm-hmm. get it together. They've decided they're going to make their way to the ship. First, they have to remove the brand. They're going to knock Jamie out for it. And he's like, nope, I don't want to be knocked out. I want to watch that fucking thing come off me. So they just cut it right off his body. And it's really terrible to watch. And then they throw it in the fire. And Jamie spit in there while it's going there just to throw a little extra insult. Is it weird that I'm in the mood for some pepperoni all of a sudden? God, that's terrible. (laughs) That's fucked up. His little piece of skin brand looks like pepperoni. I'm just saying. Yeah, but before I even thought about that, I thought about the fact that most sticks of pepperoni look a little bit like penises and all the rape stuff that we just talked about for 20 minutes. That's fucked up, man. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. So, so at this point, they're heading to the boat. All these clansmen are saying goodbye to Claire as they get ready to set off on their journey. One of them kisses her right on the lips. I don't understand that at all. More on that guy later. Yeah, whoever that guy is. So when they get to the boat, Claire finally tells Jamie that she is pregnant. Whoa, didn't see that one coming. Also... They discuss wanting to try and change history. She's like, oh, we're going to go to France. And he's like, well, eventually we're coming back to Scotland. And she's like, well, Scotland isn't going to be the same way that you remember it after a little bit. And they decide that they want to try and change history to prevent the defeat and and submission of the Highlanders. So that is where season one ends. Yes. So in terms of the pregnancy, the baby has to die, right? Like you can't just add a person into history. What? You can't just add a person. You have currently added a person in the history. No, but you did like a no, year but this ago. is in the past, though. Yeah, like you can't add a person into the past that wasn't in the past before. I think you can, but that person's going to affect so many things. Yeah, so I mean, yes. Okay, well, we're going to talk could, about that it then. Could, it could butterfly, but like oh, he's there. Perfect. It's not like as soon as she gives birth, he's just going to poof out of existence. I will talk about it. I think this dovetails perfectly into our questions. But before the questions, David, I think it's time for a much needed break with the center commercial. Center commercial time. I would love to be able to make bagpipe noises with my mouth, but I can't do it. So center commercials. Perfect. Nailed it. Today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for podcasters to monetize their podcast. Get out of the past and into the future with me and Frank. 
It's a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the center cut in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. I'm fair plucked. All right. We have so many questions. I'm going to die. Now, first questions here come in from friend of the show, Adam. And as I mentioned, the end of the finale, we talk about changing the past. And that's what this question is about. Mm. If you could travel back in time with knowledge of unpopular history, would your actions in the past, which are meant to affect change in the future, actually affect any change? Or is your presence in the past the reason for the future you knew all along? And my answer is, fuck if I know. This is such a deep topic yeah. that there's no way that we can do justice in the time we have here since there's like 50 other questions. We could honestly do an entire episode just talking about this. I think. We could. So in short, I'll say, have you not watched Lost? God. Has Daniel Faraday taught you nothing? Whatever happened, happened. You can't change the past. If you change history enough, you won't exist. And then what, huh? Then how are you going to have two men eat you out in various locales, Claire? That's the flaw with time travel. Even with just that example, like Claire getting pleasured orally. Now that always has to have happened since Jamie in the past was doing the pleasuring. He has to have always had his tongue in and around her vagina. Now, I talked about it in another episode, I think Umbrella Academy. But as cool as the Bradbury short story, A Sound of Thunder, that line of thinking is with the butterfly effect and the chaos theory. I just don't think it's feasible unless anytime you would be creating some sort of paradox, like, for example, let's say Claire killed an ancestor of her own parents. She wouldn't exist in the future. So instead of that paradox tearing the fabric of time in reality, if it creates basically like a fork in the timeline and it creates a whole different alternate world slash universe, I'm too far up my own ass here, but I think that's the only way. I, I So the way I think that would work is that she would still exist in the past. She just wouldn't remember any of her childhood in the future. No, but if she killed her own parents, then she wouldn't even exist in the future. So how did she get back to yeah, the past? She already existed in the past. That's what I'm saying. That's where it's a paradox. <sighs> That's why I think ultimately whatever happened, happened. You can't change the past. It's not possible. Ultimately, no one can time travel except Doc Brown. So everyone needs to fucking shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Moving on. We don't have time for this. We don't have time for this, Adam. Adam, with these paragraph questions, man. <laughs> Second question coming in from Adam. Thriving as a warrior in Western Europe in the 1700s required the battle skill of a tested warrior. James Fraser, presumably a brilliant Highland warrior, knows more than most about Captain Jonathan Randall's battle skills and especially about his hardened sword. How come? Adam tried to trick us on our Queen's Gambit episode too. These question askers, man, with all the sexually leading questions, we clearly saw Randall poke Jamie with his sword in Jamie's man sheath. Randall had a blackjack, but Jamie kept saying, hit me, until he busted. You like that? Some card humor there, David? <laughs> you have to be 21 to listen to this podcast. I think this comes up in a later question, too, but I think Jamie watched Randall kill his dad with a big pointy thing. Oh. My answer to this one was because Jonathan Randall inserted his hardened sword into Jamie's bum hole. Ouch. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Adam's last question here. You better sing this. <laughs> I'm coming out of, out of the gate. Out of the gate. You better sing this. I can't do it. Do you believe in love after love? 
How does Claire respond to life in the Highlands in a time seemingly before her own? How do you suppose this scenario plays out? So the way it feels to me is that Claire has just given up hope of getting back to her time and instead has just given into the fact that she enjoys this more and is just fully into it. Like she exists in this timeline now and she doesn't care about getting back. I agree. I agree. I'll share my thoughts. I can feel something inside me say, I I really don't think you're strong enough. Stupid. This is such a broad question, but I think we pretty much learn all we need to based on the finale. Despite what we see at the end of the first episode, she doesn't seem keen on escaping anymore. I think, like you said, she's resigned that this is her life. She marries Jamie. They're having a freaking baby together, and she wants to try to change the past. They're fucking leaving the place where she knows that she came into this existence in the first place. Right. Like she's like, yeah, where the time gate that I went through is in Inverness, Scotland. I'm out. Yeah. He's done. Right. Now, in terms of like what happens, I think she witnesses some, some Scottish people die. I, I think she saves some other Scottish people. And I think we see her and Jamie get it on numerous times in very filthy places that I would never be caught dead fucking or even living in. They're going to do it at least six times on the boat in the first episode, period. 100%. Now, Dave, we have a ton of Reddit questions coming up. So many. We got inundated with Reddit questions so much that we had to pare them down a little bit. So if you don't hear your question asked, it's not because we didn't like it. It's because we had to try to make this a manageable episode. But thank you for all your questions. We are also going to have to maybe stick with a little shorter answers if we want to get through all these. So they might not be as fleshed out as you would expect. Speaking of fleshed out, did you see Blackjack with Jamie? Go on. (laughs) Bad. Very bad. So from Reddit, we have Purple4199 who asked, why wasn't Dougal there to help break Jamie out of prison? So I think Dougal is that bald guy from the first episode who was suspicious of Claire. Agreed. And Mm -hmm. I don't think he hangs out with the crew anymore because he doesn't trust Claire and probably thinks she's a spy or something like a British spy. I think Jamie killed him. Why? It's kind of in a later question, but I think okay. Dougal is the one who sold Claire as a witch. Okay. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Next question from Reddit is from the Pax VR Vives, which I mispronounced earlier when I said they gave a trigger warning list. I, I think it's just spelled differently, but it's the Pax Survives. Ah, the Pax Survives. But Survives. The Pax Survives. How did Jamie get the scars on his back? Lashings. Next. Yeah, I think it happened during his imprisonment, but before we see in the finale. And first, Randall gives him the whip. Then he gives him the cream. (laughs) Sexual assault is not funny, though. I'm sorry. No, it's not funny at all. I shouldn't have laughed. I'm so sorry. The Pax Survivors also asked, what happened to Frank? I'm guessing that he assumes Claire left him because he accused her of cheating the night before. Or or maybe he even thinks that the ghost man took her, which if my theory earlier was right, he did. I'm just I'm guessing that we don't see much more Frank, though. Poor chap. Frank gets raped by a descendant of Jamie and Claire. It all comes full circle. Speaking of full circle, same user. Why was Jamie raped? He is too pretty. Yeah, I think Randall is a horrible, horrible, horrible person, and Jamie's an attractive man. Case closed. Jamie's just a good-looking dude. The Green Ice Flows asks, who is responsible for almost getting Claire burnt at the stake? I think it's the chubby dude who kisses her hand at the end of the finale. 
I don't think we learn his name, but she makes a comment no. about him not being sad to see her go. So I'm assuming he thought she was a witch due to her knowledge of the future and her Colonel Sanders-like skills with herbs and spices. Mm, yeah. I think this is Dougal. I think he's the one who tried to get her burnt at the stake, and that's why Jamie had to kill him. Fair enough. Green Ice Flows also asks, where did Claire and the others get all the cattle from? Inverness, because that's the only place I know. <laughs> I mean, I think it's either the market or they steal them from a farmer. Like, I don't think they pulled them from a time portal or something outlandish. This is pretty straightforward. They got them from a market or a farm. The moon. Because the cow jumped over the said place. All the cows jumped over the moon. And on to Randall. Yep. Mary Furmog. I feel like there's definitely something in there that I'm not reading. Marif Marag. Marif Marag. No, there's not another M. No, fuck it. Asks, why did she marry Jamie if she was already married? A, maybe she tries to get back via the rock and fails, so assumes she's stuck. And B, in the 1700s, especially not in America, I'm guessing a single lady is either viewed as a witch or a whore, and both are bad W's to be. So I think she just does it out of necessity. Okay, to piggyback off of that one, I don't know what Dwayne Johnson would have done to help her here, but I do think that she has just, at this point, completely given up her old life, and she loves Jamie, and she's assuming this is her new life now, so just settle down. Agreed. Next question from Arugula. What is a lollybrock? I think lollybrock is a place in Scotland. They talk about how she's not safe in somewhere or lollybrock in the last episode that we watched. So I think it's just a place like town or a home or castle. I don't know. Yeah. Just lollybrock by itself reminds me of the Loch Ness Monster. So I want to say like a Scottish version of a chupacabra. But the name is referenced to your point in the finale. And it's mentioned adjacent to Leoch, which which is that castle that we see ruins of in the first episode. So to your point, I think it's either a castle or a stronghold. Cool. Alexa Urs asks, where are Jamie's clansmen? So this makes it sound like the crew we see is not his clansmen. And in that case, I think they're dead. And the group we see is just a ragtag bunch of rapscallions. And that's a great word, by the way. If I ever went back to being a rapper, that would be my new rap name, Rapscallion. And I would just compete in rap battles and make my opponents cry like they're cutting an onion. And I'd make that green because I only rap scallions, bitch. You just throw scallions at them at the end? By my record. The worst. So I think in Highland times, I think clansmen were just like your family. Mm -hmm. In which case, they talk about how Jamie has family in France. So I think that the rest of his clansmen or his clan has retreated to France from Scotland due to the oppression of the, the British. So they are in France. Perfect. Same user. Did Claire was able to return to her time or just never wanted to? Claire did not was able to return. I'm going to assume that this user typed their question in Gaelic first and then had to Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or they drank too much whiskey. But if I take their meaning correctly, I definitely don't think she could get back. Like, I think she probably tried to get back to the stone and travel back and the druids hadn't blessed it with their frolicking. So she's stuck. I think she was like about to go back and then she looked behind her and Jamie was just standing there with no shirt. She was like, nope. <laughs> mm -hmm. This or Frank? This or Frank? Uh, yeah. With Jamie. Yeah, obviously. Although if Frank is as well endowed as his ancestors. <laughs> Does penis size travel among family? I don't know. 
I don't really want to think about it. Okay. Cucumber melon underscore 56 asks, does Claire miss Frank? Does she miss her life in the forties? I think at first she did, but then she realized she felt more free with Jamie. I kind of have a feeling they made Frank into the bad guy, especially with his familial connection to Randall, who's a horrible, horrible person. Mm -hmm. But dude licked her 1940s pussy in the bowels of a castle. And I bet that sentence was never used before just now. But he wasn't that bad. Like, he clearly cared for her. We didn't see him, at least in the first episode, treat her poorly outside of thinking she could have cheated on her during the war. But even then, like, that's tame, all things considered. So what if he couldn't ride a horse? I bet he smelled better than Jamie. Probably. But he had a car, so he doesn't need a horse. Yeah. Car trumps horse every day. Every time. Even the best car is more than one horsepower. Mm -hmm. So, like, you'd have to have multiple horses to equal one car. Yes. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) My answer to this question is, would you miss Frank? Have you seen Jamie? That's it. Next Reddit user, I am Gizmo. What is Jamie's full name? Wait, what if it's I am Gizmo? Because it could be a soft to G. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's I am Gizmo. What is Jamie's full name? This is my favorite question we got in the whole thing. His full name is James Brendan Fraser. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hate Brendan Fraser. With a passion. You don't like the mummy movies? No, I do not. No, I like them. So we know his first and last name are Jamie Fraser. We know that much. And for his middle name, it's going to be something like... (sighs) Like a lot of these Scottish men have one or more names that sound like you're trying to get a popcorn shell out of your throat. Mm -hmm. So next question we have is from underscore underscore peak underscore a underscore boo underscore underscore. (laughs) Why did Galis and Claire spend several days in a hole together? And what do they have in common? So who the hell is Galus? I don't think it's any of the characters we've seen because a later question states that Galus is a her and none of the characters outside of Claire that we saw presented as a female. So I think that Galus is a whore, a 1700s Scottish sex worker, which I have to imagine would be far too dirty for my blood. And they spend time in a hole because they fall into a British trap. Side note, if I ever sell my condo and move into a house, I'm building a moat that I will never do yard work on, so it will turn into a cesspool, and I'm going to trap many a solicitor. But I think what they have in common is they both slept with Jamie. Lock it in. Interesting. So yeah, I just think it's some kind of trap or something as well. And what they have in common, it's not the first hole they've been in. Ooh, baby. Ooh la la. Same user. Why does Jamie give Claire a spanking? For spending time in a hole. I, I'm on your safe wavelength. I think it's because she was stuck in a hole with his ex hole. And he also spanks her because it's part of the wedding customs in 1700 Scotland. Night of the wedding, you give a good pow pow. And it's supposed to mean, hey, this is a prelude to us smacking our plump little baby on the butt in the future. Sure. Rezarine asks, why did Jamie take a beating for Larry McKenzie? So I think Larry... I think he's the faddish Scottish guy who kissed her hand in the finale. And I think he takes a beating because he was supposed to be watching Claire and she tries to escape. And Dougal or whoever's in charge beats Jamie because Jamie takes responsibility for Claire escaping. And I feel like there are a lot of questions about people beating other people here. And these Scottish bastards just need to chill out and stop being so damn violent. I think Larry's a girl. Ooh, okay. 
and I think that Jamie took a beating because he slept with her, but he didn't want people to know. Wow. I don't think you're right. Okay. <laughs> Same user. Next question. Who is we, Jamie? 100% Jamie's penis. A thousand percent. It's what Claire calls his penis. Lock it in. Next. His penis. <laughs> Why does Jamie ask the Duke of Sandringham for help? So I'm fairly certain that the Reverend dude in episode one mentions how the Duke financed Blackjack's activities. And I think Claire heard that. I mean, she was in the room with Mrs. Graham. So I think she passes that knowledge on to Jamie, similar to how she forwards the Cockrock fiasco. And I think he's a Duke. He has money. Jamie tries to get money. Or maybe that's maybe that's where they get the cattle from. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I think why would Jamie have been the one who asked for the cattle to okay, fair point. himself escape? <laughs> I know I'm getting raped here, but can you guys just bring some cows in? <laughs> can I have my one phone call, please? <laughs> can I phone a friend? I would really like some cows right now. Uh, no, I think that Claire had been kidnapped. So Jamie asks the Duke because he has some connection to randall he asked the duke he can kind of moderate a a trade-off so that jamie can take claire's place i like it next question comes to us from my freckle face how do you feel about jenny what a bitch so i happen to know a little scottish it's because desmond from lost is my favorite character of all time of any show ever uh after michael scott he's my second favorite character now jenny in scottish can mean a country girl, or it can be an effeminate man. So I think this is a typical Reddit trick question. And this person is trying to get me canceled, making fun of an effeminate man. I will not stand for it, my freckle face. That being said, the character Jenny sucks. Cool. Good talk. KF Millie asks, who is Hamish's dad? Who is Hamish? So I have to come up with a random name of somebody I've never seen. Cool. Cool. Hamish Sr., I just answered Dougal because he was my standard answer if I didn't know what to say. Just say Dougal. Next question, same user. Why is Jamie in the stables, not at the gathering? Because he's fucking Dougal's daughter. You just have Jamie having sex with everyone. Yeah, no. What if Leary is Dougal's daughter? Leary's a man. I'm guessing. I No, I'm not. I have no, I have no idea. It just sounds like a man's name. Suck it. It's a gathering. The gathering, as in the gathering of the Juggalos. If so, that didn't start until mm-hmm. 2000, so he could not watch Insane Clown Posse live for another 260 years. So instead, he had to clean up horse shit in a stable, which is still better than watching Insane Clown Posse live. Just kidding. I used to be a juggalo, and I will not comment further. I was 15. Buzz off. Whoa, whoa. Quick, quick aside, this kid I used to work with, a staunch juggalo, told me that he went to a concert once, had sex, standing up with some random girl in the crowd, like while men with painted faces are rapping about hating Confederate flags. And then he pulled out and sprayed his ejaculate into the crowd. And if that's not the most juggalo story of all time, I don't know what it is. Oh, my God. That's unreal. And he was proud of it, too. Super juggalo. I I mean, who wouldn't be? Uh, Who wouldn't be? Anyway, <laughs> next question. Same user. Why is Dougal obsessed with taking off Jamie's shirt? Because he wants to check to see if he slept with his daughter. <laughs> I'm <laughs> tripling down on this. And you can tell by <laughs> taking off his shirt. Uh, somehow, like maybe she's just like into fucking like uh, whip play. I don't know. I just said, have you seen Jamie? He's a babe. I would take off his shirt. <laughs> Agreed. 
KF Millie also asks, what was Claire's ring made of? I think it was made from the bullet that was in Jamie's shoulder. But twist, we're talking about the ring that Frank gives to her in the 40s. He's into historical shit, so he buys some old artifact and he has it melted down in voila. Time is a flat circle, just like the ring after it gets melted down. Flat circle. Antler. Deer antler. That's my answer. Okay. Yep. All right. Next question, same user. Galus has a scar on her arm. Why is that significant to Claire's story? Who the fuck is Galus? <laughs> yeah. So back to the hole that they shared. Yeah. I mean, they did share a hole. We know that. Galus helped Claire climb out of the hole. And Claire's sharp 1945 shoe cut Galus's arm as she was hoisting her up. Claire escapes, and then she has to tend Galus's arm later, which is now scarred. Lock it in. Wow. That's a lot. Who's the trollop? I used to have a manager who always called an elderly female coworker a trollop. He was a very mean man. It's okay, though. She was half blind and had a pet squirrel that bit her once a week. But You made that up. No, it's a true story. No, I don't believe that. A hundred five percent. I've been willing to believe a lot of your crackpot stories about getting beat up in alleys <laughs> and fucking putting cucumbers in your pants. But I no. What part of that don't you believe? No way. You had a coworker who was half blind and had a pet squirrel who was biting her all the time. And then a manager who called her a trollop. I am not making it up. I 100% this happened. She used to take boxes from work to make fucking like little obstacle courses for her pet squirrel. And we're like, lady, it's a squirrel. You can't have that as a pet. And she'd come in like every other week, be like, it bit me. Yeah, because it's a fucking animal that lives outside, you moron. Anyway, a trollop is a great old timey name for a whore. And Galus is one. So I think it's going to be Galus. Uh, so based on the fact that I'm, I've been pretty consistently saying that Jamie's been sleeping around, I think he's the trollop. Okay. Next question. Same user. Why does Claire sing a Scottish version of the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy? As a distraction while Jamie's trying to help her escape from somewhere? I don't know. This one stumped me. I think this is honestly the hardest yeah. question. I can't place the time or location that this could have happened. The only thing I can think of is that Claire tells Jamie the truth about being from 1945, and he wants to hear something from her time, but she, like, Scottishes it up for him. Oh. Hmm. It does seem in the finale like he knows that she's from the future, the way they're talking. So Agreed. That's my thought. Yeah. I agree with that. Who gave Ellen McKenzie the Boar Tusk bracelets? There are a lot of McKenzies, my friend. There are also a lot of characters that we don't know. We pretty much only know Claire, Frank, Jamie, Mrs. Graham, Dougal, some of the Scots, but not by name, and Blackjack. Everybody else is just a figment of these Redditors' imagination. The only two girls in the whole fucking show that we saw were Claire and Mrs. Mrs. Graham. Oh, and the crazy inlay. You know who else we know? (laughs) Willie. Willie, I'm going to go with him. He seems like he's a nice wee lad trying to get his dirty D polished. And what better way than giving someone bracelets made out of pig ivory? Oh, yeah. My answer's Jamie because he slept with all the Mackenzies. Wow. You're really on to Jamie. I know he's a, a trollop. Next set of questions was asked by UT Climber. Plant potatoes, but why? Because the famine. I said to make the French fry. But I guess electricity didn't exist yet, so... Fry was probably not a slang verb for electrocute. I'm going to dig into the etymology later. I'm a word nerd, but I think it's to burn those French bastards up. Make those French fry. No, this was a stupid joke about her referencing the potato famine in Ireland. 
and knowing something from the future and trying to say, you guys should plant a bunch of potatoes. I bet they'll trade well later. We'll see. Stupid. I will cut your heart out and eat it for breakfast. Said who? To whom? I think it was the dude missing most of his front teeth who kisses Claire. Uh, And I think he said this to Willie because they were fighting over who would be protecting Claire while Jamie was imprisoned. Dougal said it to Jamie because he slept with his daughter. (laughs) Man, you're really hammering that home. Leary McKenzie puts what under Claire's bed? A blade. Ooh. What's the 1700s version of a Scottish dildo? A baguette, like just a week old stale baguette. (laughs) Talk about a yeast infection waiting to happen. I almost just said dildo in a Scottish accent. That would have been really terrible. A dildo. Yeah, I think think that's what she puts it. A, A yeast infection giving baguette. Okay. Claire rescues what from a tree? A kilt. Now, I only picked that because it's close to kite letter-wise, and kites are synonymous with being stuck in trees. But hear me out. There's more on this later. You'll see. It was a cat, like a fireman, kind of. Same user. Next question. Rupert. Rupert beats the crap out of Jamie. Why? Rupert had a crush on Claire, and he is trying to be the strong boy. Who the hell are all these people? So many people we've never heard of. Is he maybe the guy who first found Claire and saved her, like when Blackjack was going to rape her? If so, I think that he beats up Jamie because it's finders keepers in pre-industrial revolution Scotland. It doesn't matter what Claire actually wanted. So he beats Jamie up because he wanted Claire. Okay. Next question. Same user. True or false? Claire plays with piss. True. I think true as well. I just... I don't think it's human urine. I'm thinking it's some sort of animal urine that's helpful to grow some flower or another so she can use it for its healing properties. Yeah, I agreed that it was, it was some kind of healing something. Yeah, there's a deer in the intro, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a deer urine. Oh, yeah. Interesting. How many people does Jonathan Wolverton Randall Esquire <laughs> rape in season one? What a question. I think the answer is two. I think it's Jamie and Galis. I wanted to say more than two. Because once a rapist, always a rapist. I just can't think of how any more would come about. Like, because for us to know that it's rape factually, we'd have to not only just see him having sex, but we'd have to know that the other person doesn't want to be having this relation with him. And we would have to just spend so much time with this monster and for them to kill him off so unceremoniously with like cows stepping on him. I just can't imagine that he's a serial rapist. Do you think he's dead? I do. I think he's dead. I don't think he's dead. Death by cow door. I don't think he's dead. Okay, well, what's your answer then? Three. Who? No argument. I mean, he did rape Jamie multiple times. Does that count as multiple? No, that's only one person. Three. All right. That's my answer. Okay. I don't know who, but three. Next question is from Bonts with two Zs. What are some old-timey customs or philosophies Claire learns or deals with? Bagpipes. She deals with them. I think the big thing that she has to deal with is losing some of the medical technologies that she was used to. So, I mean, it's not like the 40s were lighting it up. But I also think that the marriage ceremony was probably wild as hell. Like, I don't even know, were there priests? Like, what was the whole rigmarole with marriage in the 1700s in Scotland? Of Highlanders. So it's not, you're not even talking about like British. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they were like, could have been all kinds of crazy shit. Strolling down to the local Scottish courthouse on a Tuesday and signing papers with a justice of the peace. But was there a party? Like a wedding party? They just eloped. Do you think there was a cake? I don't know. Do you think Dougal was the best man, even though he was dead at this point? Do we know that Dougal's dead? By Jamie's hand. I'm pretty confident Dougal's dead. I don't 
know. There's only so many times a man can sleep with your daughter before you try and throw down. You were you were really into that. Oh yeah, like you haven't nailed down the fact that Galus was a whore like six times. Galus was a whore. <laughs> Rock it in. Just because the question had a hole yep. in it. <laughs> All I'm saying that if there was a wedding party, I think that cake pre-1960 probably tasted like dirt like there's no way that frosting was any good it was probably just curds and whey like cottage cheese just smeared all over three-tiered baguette and i'm out pretty sure they had sugar homie nope not not in the 1700s just curd it was just like fucking rotten milk (laughs) rotten milk (laughs) smeared on bread that's cake Mm, yum (laughs) next set of questions is from knit all there asks where does claire's wedding dress come from I think this is tied to the question about the ring, and I think that it's a trick. I think we're talking about her Frank wedding dress, and I think that we see the dress material was part of Jamie's kilt, or even that first plaid that we see Jamie use to cover her on the horse. Somehow, over the years, that that gets upcycled into a wedding dress, and I also think it's the same plaid that she rescues from the tree. Sheep. Or maybe it's from one of the cows that kills Randall. Oh, yeah, because that definitely would have been in the middle. I, I missed the naked cow that was running through the hallways in the end. Same user, next question. Who is the father of Gaelis Duncan's baby? I'm going to use one of your answers and say Randall. No, no, no. He raped her and got her prego. No possible mm-hmm. way. I am going to drop a bomb on you here, though. What if it was Jamie's? Is it Jamie? I think it's Jamie. I think that he's a trollop. And Galus had a hole in common with Claire or whatever that question was earlier. I think he was Duncan, his wee Jamie in her bagpipe. Yep. That's what they had in common. The same thing that was filling their holes. Lock it in. Mm, Wee Jamie. (laughs) It's all coming together. (laughs) How did Jamie's father die? In a battle with Blackjack. We mentioned it earlier. I think it makes the end scene where he's getting pulverized by Randall. I think it makes it even more poignant. Yeah, I also said he was killed by Randall, which would also kind of lead itself back one of those first questions we had where, you know, how does he know so much about Randall? Randall's the one who murdered his dad. And last question from this user, what is the watch? I think that's like a British Secret Service type organization that is hunting the this party of ours. This show is really just the time travel Game of Thrones without dragons, huh? I think it's some it's a crew of Scottish dudes, and maybe that's where the our crew got the cattle from. Oh, maybe. Periwinkle Madness asks, how is Murtaugh related to Jamie? I'm pretty sure that's the guy with the missing front teeth who smooches Claire, and I am going to say that that is Jamie's older brother. I disagree. I think it is the, the main dude who co- ends up coming with them on the boat, and I think they are cousins. Hmm. Okay. Same user, next question. Why was Claire on trial, and who is to blame for it? Claire is on trial for murder, and it is the murder of Dougal. Wow. Who was killed by Jamie, and then Jamie left the knife in Leary's room, and Leary put it under Claire's bed. Wow. That is a lot. Whoa. You connected a lot of things there, but I don't think you're right about any of it. A lot of dots. Probably not. I think that Claire is on trial for being a supposed witch slash druid, and I blame Dougal and the guy who I've guessed is named Leary, the fat guy. They're bastards. I think it's Dougal and Leary, and she's a witch. Our final question. Wow. Jessica has asked, 
Where do you think season two will go? So season two, we know that Claire and Jamie are at least going to try to go to France to stop some uprising from happening. I think that's season two. Lock it in. But I think ultimately we're setting up for that age old battle of can you change the past to alter the future? And I bet that we will see them make some minor changes. But as Eloise from Lost says, the universe has a way of course correcting. Like I mentioned in the finale, they're going to have a baby, but I think it's I don't know that it's going to survive. If it does, it's going to have some inconsequential life, which makes no impact on the world. Otherwise, like if the baby is a real person and it continues to live, I just think it becomes like the bootstrap paradox where the future couldn't exist unless you throw this baby in there. But the baby is only there because somebody from the future came back and that's impossible and I hate it. I guess my biggest question is, do you think Claire ever gets back to 1945 or is she truly stuck in the past forever? I I think that's what I want to see most. I want to know whether or not she goes back. Wow. Okay, I'll I'll try and keep my answer short. Where do I think season two will go? France. (laughs) What about after season two? Probably back to Scotland. (laughs) Very succinct. I like it. That being said, we are open to doing future seasons of this, but only if we get enough support to do so. So if that's something you want us to cover, let us know. Send us an email at the Center Cut Cast mm-hmm. or send us a message on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the like. Hopefully you suggest it because you like it and not because like Jessica, you just wanted us to writhe in pain watching a man get raped. Yes, please don't make us do that again. I would hope that season two doesn't also end with a whole episode about rape. But you never know. Maybe it's it's just kind of the way it rolls. It's like every what if every Outlander book ends with a rape? <laughs> That's like their shtick. Really horrible. Really, really horrible. Yeah. But if you're listening to us now, you've known that there are trigger warnings. So you're you're okay with rape is what we're trying to say. Yeah, you're fine with it at this point. We're all numb to it at this yep. point. We've talked about it a lot. Now, it's very bad. It's a horrible thing that happens in the world, and I hate it so much. Yes, we're not we're not trying to make light of it. It is very bad, but we no. I mean, we watched yes. it, so we had to talk about it and try to make as much light of it as we could. So thank you for bearing with us. Mm-hmm. Dave, that was a whole, whole lot. I think the only thing we can do <laughs> at this point is center counts. Yeah, center counts. I give this a two. A two? Wow, I give a it a two. I give it a five. Yeah. Why do you give it a two? It's just not my bag, baby. I don't like it. It's like Game of Thrones without the the action and the dragons and the magics, other than going back in time magics. So I don't know. I, it's just not. It's not my cup of tea. I just didn't really enjoy the storylines all that much. Like I can get where it would be ranked higher for a normal person because like. It's shot pretty well. The acting is pretty good. And apparently people who like the book also like the show. So I think it's staying pretty true to the books. So I could see why people enjoy it. It's just not my thing. Yeah, I I gave it a five because I am a sucker for time travel media. Like two of my favorite TV shows ever, Lost and Dark, are time travel heavy. I would have given it higher. I just don't particularly care for 1700s battles between white people. And also the starting point is 1945, and I prefer seeing a modern person like shooting forward and backward in time. Yeah, it's like already a period piece that goes back in time further. Right. So that was a detriment. Yeah. And also 40% of the finale was based around man-on-man assault of the sexual variety, and I can confidently say I just 
I don't need that in my life. I mean, you ranked that like a 70%. So, I mean, you don't, you don't hate it. Well, I hate that part <laughs> of it. So you're saying that like, would you have given this a seven? I would have given it a six. If there wasn't rape. I would have given this a six if there wasn't sexual assault in the finale. So half the last episode being about rape dropped this one point for you. Correct. I think that if, Interesting. if future seasons are more time travel heavy and less king and queen peasants in a troll cottage and sexual assault, I would definitely be a six or a seven. I would have rated it much higher if the end of this season ended with like her going back in in time or, or in a different time period or something like that. A little bit more like Umbrella Academy-esque where they're time traveling but kind of all over the place. The fact that we haven't seen any other time travel or even heard any speaking of any other time travel makes me worry that just the rest of the show is in the past and just time travel was like the argument of her getting into the past, in which case it's like, cool. You could have just started in the past. Right. I Maybe it is. Maybe that is. This is the only time travel. I feel like there's more. Yeah. You can't introduce time yeah. travel and never, never talk about it again. Right. That would be weird. Exactly. So. All right. Well, this was this was a lot of Outlander. Dave, what are we doing to cleanse our palate of all this filthy Scottishness? Well, first and foremost, before we cleanse our palate of what you just called filthy Scottishness, which really just shouldn't be spoken out loud. <laughs> we will be doing a center chat episode next Wednesday, and we will be asking the question of would you rather go 300 years into the past or 300 years into the future? That's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. That one. will be an interesting discussion. And after that, the week after that, we will be going back to movies. Um, that will be May 12th. We will have an episode come out for Dirty Dancing. And we are going to be doing that with comedian Kelsey Cara Jones. Yes. You can find her at Kelsey Cara on Instagram at K-E-L-L-S-I-E-C-A-R-A. Yeah, so go check her out before the episode, but should be a fun one. We had so much fun with Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse that we just had to dip into some more Swayze goodness. Oh, yeah, we want the Swayze. I know we mentioned it at the top, but thank you for being here. And we have many, many more episodes just like Outlander with less sexual assault. So please go check it out. And if you have any feedback, send that to thecentercutcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we're rolling up on episode 50. But yeah, so send us that email or you could check us out on all the fun social media pages. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. The big one is Instagram at the center cut where we do most of our posting. You can weigh in on the center chats uh, on our discussions. Yes, please. Dave, this is long. I'm done. So like the monastery between the dungeon scenes, it's always better in the center. (laughs) 